Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 583, recorded live on Saturday, January 26th, 2019. And here are your hosts, the man who's got his coffee by his side, Dave Pillay. Mmm, coffee. And the man who's also got a good cup of joe, Andy Lowe. Hi. I thought the whole point of those were supposed to be like the differences between us, not that we both have exactly the same thing. Well, the intros can. I think we discussed this at some point, but we can. The, you you can go. We can rehash it. We can yes. So I think of the intro <clears throat> as either an A and a not A, or an A and another A. Yes, A and also A. But then there's also the non sequitur A and B. Those are those are my like three options I have for the intro. Okay, I just feel like the A and and also A just it's it's weird. Also, I'm, I'm very tired. <laughs> also, Dave, we've done this for five hundred and eighty-three episodes. Three episodes, give or take, right? So we didn't do like the randoms. Yeah, how many randoms has it been? Thirty-eight randoms. So five hundred and forty. Just call it 550. Sure, 550. Well, there was also some at the beginning where we didn't do that in sort of intro. <clears throat> so if you listened to 10 episodes a week, you could catch up in a year. <laughs> yeah, there's a uh, there's a podcast I listen to, and they're at 400 and... How many episodes are they at now? Child's Play. Last episode was... I'm pulling up their website just for a quick check. Oh, excuse me. You are excused. This coffee is making me burpy? <clears throat> or just, like, picking up characteristics from your son? Uh, 428. They've done 428 episodes. So it's like, oh, you guys are respectable. So yeah. That's respectable. Hey, don't go, oh, those, that's so no, cute. They probably, no, that, like, is, that is entirely respectable. They probably have a crap ton more listeners than we do <laughs> probably actually first their first episode was october 5th 2009 mm -hmm. so two years ish after ours mm -hmm. so about a hundred episodes different mm -hmm. yep but we never really like pursued getting listeners no we never prioritized that no i don't think we've ever prioritized the podcast well we did speaking we were speaking of PAX before the episode started. Yeah. We did the we did the quest at PAX that yep. first time. Yep. That, that was, first time. That was a lot of that was It was a lot, a lot of fun. fun. It was a lot of fun. It's a, a lot of work. Yeah. We also had zero episodes recorded. Yep. Way to <laughs> so get our like <laughs> We're gonna do this thing. You should go check it out. If you enjoyed this. More now it's like, come. okay, we got the episodes, and we'll just keep churning them out. <laughs> if you build it. Well, what's our feed burner numbers? I have no idea. Are you kidding? This is, this is how little it gets prioritized. Uh, let me check. Feed burner. 118. Okay. All right. I mean, that's people. Yeah. Granted, I'm one of those, and Kate's two. Yeah. But still, like, 118. Yeah. So, yes, no, that's surprising. Yeah, pretty cool. Mm hmm. <clears throat> Why do they call coffee Joe? What? Sorry, I was just thinking of my. 
was thinking back to the intro, and I said, yeah, it's a good cup of joe. Like, that is, find the, out. that is the oddest. You know, like, you don't call a steak Daryl. Mmm. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Oh, you're right. Uh, yes, is, yeah, no. Daryl is too not is not manly enough for a steak. It is. It is. <coughs> the steak should be John, right? John Hank. No, because uh, uh, what was his name? The actor, the Western guy. Oh, John Wayne. John Wayne. John Wayne likes steak. Well, origins yeah. of Cup of Joe are unknown. There are several uh, guesses, but they are just guesses. <coughs> So nobody knows. That's that's. I always love those where they're just like, "Well, why do we call it that?" Nobody Lost knows. To time. Yep. Uh, what are the most like possible ones? Is that there's actually a company that has the trademark on Cup of Joe, and that they originally sold it as Joe's Coffee. Oh. It was founded by uh, Joe Mortison in 19- eighteen ninety eight. So the coffee may have locally been called Joe's Coffee, and then it became a cup of Joe, and then that just grew. <laughs> I don't know. I never, ever actually call it Joe. <clears throat> it feels weird. Wow. Sorry, I was I was <clears throat> checking some of my news feed. Yeah. The Oakland Athletics broke up with their radio, the, the, the flagship station for Oakland A's okay. baseball, with a tweet saying, it's not us, it's you. What? The company broke a contract over with a tweet, <laughs> and the tweet was just, it's not us, it's you. That can't be serious. Right? Hold on. I'm, I'm sending you the link. I mean, that had to be their, like, announcement of it, but they... You're breaking contract. I'm sure they sent something in writing. Probably, not just, but you know, not, that's... not just a, literally a tweet. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> and it was the station that did this. It wasn't the Oakland A's. No, that was the Oakland A's. The Oakland A's broke the contract or announced the breaking of the contract with a tweet on the official athletic <laughs> Twitter page. <clears throat> wow. <clears throat> Sorry, that one just took me by surprise going through my um through my feed there. No surprise, Oakland Athletics still do not have a radio station for their games. Gee, I can't year. imagine why they might be having difficulty finding a a new carrier. Didn't we just talk about things like that last week about who has the power here? Yeah. Is it the team or the carrier? I think that was Two weeks ago? We we concluded that for, like, many teams, the team has the power, because, like, they can just make their own network. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, That because that was when, um, that was when Fox Sports Detroit was looking for a new, uh, person or something. No, it was the, it was, um, the... Disney needs to sell... Disney needs to sell, yeah. Fox Sports stuff, and no one's trying to buy it. Yes, that's what it is. Okay. Yeah. But we, you had brought up uh, one of the New York baseball teams. The Yankees. Yankees? And the Yankees Entertainment. Yeah. Something. So I guess if you're the Yankees, you have the power. Yes. But if you're the Oakland A's, 
Can they just start up their own radio station? Not not really. Do they do they not have the audience for it? Well, you don't have the license for it. Since the radio waves are owned technically by the well, public. But the the Yankees didn't either. That didn't stop them. No, they started their own t- they they started their own cable network. Ah. Those are two different things. You can put whatever you want on cable. Hence HBO. Showtime, those things, you know. There is no regulation for what can be broadcast on a cable network. There is definitely regulation on what can be broadcast over the air. Mm-hmm. But a sports game is within that regula like I'm not putting porn online, and by online I mean on the waves. Yeah, no, you you can't you can't <clears throat> send that over the air. That sounds like a challenge. Well, technically, you actually could outside of uh, primetime hours, I do believe. Let's 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 clarify. Legally, can't. Yes. Versus physically, can't. Yeah, but I don't think there's actually. <clears throat> or is is it obscenities that you? Oh, it's a lot of gray area yep. with what you can and cannot. But what you must have is part of the spectrum. Yes, and you must and, own the license to license. broadcast. Yeah, yeah. and so the Oakland A's do not have that, nor do I think they could realistically afford it. Yeah. What market because, is Oakland? Uh, San Francisco. Uh, hold on, let me get you the Nielsen number. <clears throat> Oakland. Oakland starts <clears throat> with O. Yep. Yeah, it's part of the San Francisco market, so that's market number four. <coughs> and for the rest of us? <clears throat> um, that means that is the fourth largest market in in the country. Ah. Your son sounds like he's having a good time. Yeah, so it's New York is market one, L.A. is market two, <coughs> Chicago is market three, and then San Francisco is four. Okay. So, yeah, Oakland, I do not believe, would probably have enough money to buy a license. To buy for, airspace? Yeah. Nope, 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 nope. Also, no one's going to their games anyway. <laughs> That's the other half, yeah. I think, that, I think what sparked this off was the radio station had basically made a comment about how uh, the radio station is in the audience business and the team is not. Oh, no, no. What what kicked this off is that I'm reading through the article. What kicked this off is that the radio station bumped an Oakland Athletics game to an AM station. Oh, snap. Because the Golden State Warriors were on at the same time. Oh, well, that would make sense. Right. Like, huh. Do we put a uh, basketball game that's you know, right at the end of the season, uh, well, not the end of the season, but middle of the season, and, like, people are are um, excited about it and getting into it, and it's a team that does really, really well, or do we put on the Oakland A's? Half the country doesn't even know what the A stands for. That's true. I didn't know what the A stood for. I thought it was the Angels. No. Do they even exist anymore? The uh, Yeah, the LA Angels. Okay, they're still a team? Yes, yes they are. That's where um, <clears throat> Mike Trout plays for the I, Angels. Andy? Is, is this someone I'm supposed to know? Yeah, Mike Trout is kind of like, you know, the big guy. 
You know, he was he was the uh, like Bo Jackson kind of big guy. Yeah, like well, six time winner of the Silver Slugger Award, American League Most Valuable Player in 2014 and 2016. Did you just rank off baseball stats from memory? No, I just Googled Mike Trout. Okay. <laughs> he's a, Yes, he's also a really nice guy. <clears throat> I was going to be really impressed for a second there, Andy. Like, really, was, I mean, I was going to call you a nerd, but I was going to be super impressed. Like, there were comparisons between Mike Trout and Miguel Cabrera. If that puts you on, you know. That, Andy. Yeah? Nope. <laughs> well, that's nice of him. I know, right? Yeah. Okay, so those MVP awards? Yeah. You get a truck with that because it's sponsored by Chevy. So and I guess with all his trucks. Yeah, he literally gave away the second truck because <laughs> he he's like, I, I, I already have one. I have one. It's only two years old. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need a second one. Well, okay then. But yes, um, no, Mike Trout plays for the Angels. Okay, but that's not what we're talking about. No. We're talking about the athletics. <laughs> this is the weirdest rabbit hole ever. This isn't even a topic that you posted. You should post this as a topic. All right, let me grab the link that I sent you. And then... Da -da. <clears throat> and it's posted. Okay. Hey, cool, we talked about a topic. Yes. Should we talk about more topics? I like talking about topics. What other topics do we have to talk about? Uh, we can talk about the FCC. We can talk about education. We can talk about automation. We can... Oh, the government's going to reopen, by the way. Yes. I don't know if you've been watching the news. That's kind of cool. We, uh, we have uh, an AM news station at work, so the news <laughs> just kind of just you know, gets thrown in your face if you want okay. to or not. So that's, that's nice. Uh, so let's, let's talk about government. Let's talk about our good friend, Ajit Pai. Oh, Mr. Giant friggin' Reese's mug, smug asshole. I'd really like a, a deep investigation into him. <clears throat> well, one of the topics is the fact that somebody is investigating the FCC. Okay, that's a step in the right direction. Yes. Uh, Frank Pallone, <clears throat> the chair of the House Commerce Committee. Which is now a, the Democratic, Democratic chair. Yes. Yeah. Um, is asking the FCC for copies of communications between the FCC and the telco companies around... The legal challenges to the 5G order. So the 5G order is the fact that, you know, 5G, the next step of our cell phone data connections. Right. The fifth generation. Yes, it is. Um, is going to need a <clears throat> lot more cell sites. Not really towers per se, because, you know, if you think of like a current cell tower, you think of like the big, tall... 200 foot things with those little like triangle of antennas at the top, right? Yeah. Well, the 5G antennas um, are smaller, but they have smaller coverage area. So you're going to need a lot of, of them. them. How, how many? 
Uh, well, they're still doing tests, even though, you know, people have said they've rolled out their 5G stuff there. It's, yeah, bullshit. It's yeah. not an official um, um, standard. Uh, some of the numbers have said anywhere from basically a ratio of 20 5G <laughs> sites so, to so one. Each? Yeah, 20, you'll need 20 5G antennas to basically cover the same area as a 4G cell tower. Wow! No, that's the low number. What? Some have actually speculated that you might need 100 to 1. 100 to 1? Yeah. But like I said, this is still, people are still testing this out. Okay, well, but it doesn't need to be on giant towers. No, it, it, it wouldn't make sense to actually put them in giant towers either. So they'd just be like huts. Well, yeah, they would have uh, the antenna for the 5G stuff there right now is uh, they're currently trying to get it down to the size of a pizza box. <laughs> okay. So these. Th- okay. So this this could even be like just like, hey, can we purchase a spot in your store to have this antenna box? We yeah. require that we have access to it 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Yes. Without prior knowledge. Yes. But we'll pay you X amount of money to just keep this here. Yes, and so um, let's see. I'm trying to find out I, if you know. I'm I'm not not terribly against that. What I'm what I'm against, and what I'm a, a little worried about is, I wonder if um, all of these like gains of um, speed and efficiency is literally just because there's a hundred times as many uh, antenna. Well, no the um, the speed <laughs> is because these are in the gigahertz range so you have a lot more chances to change between a one and a zero yep but because it's in gigahertz it has a lower range uh, penetration yes so like Uh, walls yeah verizon uh says for its home brewed fixed 5g service it has a range of only uh 1500 feet it's a quarter mile yeah so i'd need one let's see between here and work how many different cells would that be 30? Probably. Jeez. Guys, I think we need to go back to the drawing board on this. You're not talking about cellular signal at that point. You're talking about Wi-Fi. So the uh, the idea was that, okay, you know, there's <clears throat> going to be a lot of these towers everywhere. <clears throat> yeah. And a lot of places that you can put them, you know, telephone poles, power poles, street lights. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of places that are owned by local and state governments that you can put these antennas which the fun fact is <laughs> nobody really talks about the back end of it the um the cellular network is only cellular for the quote-unquote last mile you know every what single one of those cell phone towers has a big fat internet pipe yeah <laughs> plugged to it <clears throat> because they all just go via like tcp ip at this point yeah that's that's part of the reason why we have really fast internet at work is because we're right next to a Verizon cell tower. Well, Verizon's technically on our tower, yeah. but there's a fiber that goes to the Verizon thing that we're, you know. And it, it plugs like right into the backbone. Yeah. So, you know, our speeds at work are amazing because, hey, there's, we have a cell phone tower right next to the building. Yep. So we got a nice big pipe to deal with. So, um... Yeah, so there's going to be all these smaller towers, you know, and sites. But the most of the regulations that are out there for cellular networks 
are for the big, huge 200-foot towers. So the FCC said, well, you know, the your 200-foot tower is not the same as your pizza box site. So the uh, the fees and, you know, cost for basically getting a license from the municipal government to have that there should not be the same. So the FCC put out a order stating that there will be a flat fee for all 5G antenna installs of $275 per site per year. No ifs, ands, or buts. That's a lot of money. That's not a lot of money. That is... Well, but how many how many sites are there, right? Well, um, just to put that in fact there... Um, there were, you know, people are already testing out 5G stuff there, and the prices that the telcos and the local governments agreed to for just the 5G installs. So they've already, you know, there's already stuff on the books. Okay. There's already agreements and contracts between <clears throat> the um, governments and the operators, and it's more than $270 per site per year. Ah. So I feel like the market has already said, okay, this it is how much... more than this. Yeah, it should be more than this. And the FCC comes out and says, nope, $270. Maximum. Yeah. And the local governments are like, oh, hell no. This is, you know, this is playing directly towards the, the telcos. The telcos have already agreed to pay more of this in other locations. We want to sue. Right? Okay. So, suddenly, the telcos sue. They sue... The FCC. The telcos sue the FCC. Yes. For setting the price too low. Yes, the telco lawsuits claim that the 5G order didn't go far enough. The order should have included so-called deemed granted provisions that would cause a new cell site to be automatically approved once the imposed application timelines have been paused. Or have been passed. Why? What? What? Oh, okay. Sorry, I just got had a phone, a work phone call there. Not nope, sure if no I got problem. picked up on the microphone or not. It didn't. At okay. least not that I heard. I'll check my end. So, so, so why are they suing? Like because most of the current legal challengers against this rule come from California, and so the issue would be kind of expected to be heard in California's Ninth Circuit Court, which has a history. Of striking of down the federal the, government's rules. Yeah, yeah, siding with the people. So, the <clears throat> telcos sued in the 1st, 2nd, 10th, and D.C. circuit courts. Because they can sue wherever they want because they have offices literally everywhere. Yes. So, the various law, lawsuits were consolidated, and I think we talked about this. When there's multiple lawsuits against something, they kind of are all put in a pool and, you know, it's basically you draw lots to figure out which court you're actually going to hear the case in. So they had a three out of four shot to move it out of California. Uh, four out of five. Four out of five yes. shot to move it out of California. First, second, oh, D.C., okay. And uh, it ended up in the Tenth Circuit Court, which was Oklahoma, Utah, and Colorado. Why does the Tenth Circuit sound familiar? Tenth Circuit rulings. I feel like they did some really crappy stuff. <clears throat> nope, that's searching all of their opinions. All right, forget that. <laughs> okay, so they're. Is, so what's next? I guess like. Um. Well, the uh, 
the the uh, uh, filing was put against saying, hey, wait a second, we've already got this stuff pending in California. It's the Ninth Circuit Court. Can we move it from the 10th to the 9th? And the court agreed, saying, yes, we should move this from the 10th court to the 9th court. <laughs> and the telcos were, again. were uh, uh, opposing the move. Well, of course they were. Yeah. They don't want to see this in the Ninth Circuit. It's like the worst thing that could happen to them. So how did this get in front of the house? Well, supposedly somebody had gone to the house chair and became a whistleblower and said, hey, I think there is collusion between the FCC and the telcos about, you know, you're trying to organize this enough to get a more favorable court to try and win, you know, win the judicial review of this order. So now the, <laughs> they are going to investigate and subpoena the FCC to see if this is true. Granted, most Which, of the times that the people have investigated the FCC for problems <clears throat> hasn't come up with anything yet. Because people know nowadays how to, like, do clandestine shit. It's like the company that's in charge of, you know, the internet. Communications. <laughs> the internet and communications knows how to communicate <clears throat> in a way that does not leave a paper trail. Yeah. Have you ever gotten phone calls for, like, don't write this down, but we need to talk about this right now? Uh, most of the time, if it's anything of that, we'll just say, hey, give me a call. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely gotten a, a hey, give me a call email. Yes. I don't know how I feel about them. Where it's like, you know, I've, it's like one of those mm. things, because we, we talk all the time in the radio industry about, you know, changing formats, hiring, firing people, all the stuff there that, you know, we don't want to, you know, leak out. So there's a lot yeah. of, you know, a lot of times where it's like, hey, got a question for you. Can you come to my office? Or, hey, yeah. I got a question for you. Can you, yeah, you know, can you give me a call? Uh, maybe someone at the FCC will have, like, a shred of decency and honor. Maybe. Is that... Maybe a possibility. I don't know. So, yeah. So that's that's one of the FCC things is the fact that it's like okay, you know, that's a that's a bit fishy that the four telcos just each decided to pick a four separate, you know, four different circuit court to challenge this in. Yeah, it's something doesn't smell right. Yeah. So the uh, <laughs> the other FCC news. Is Comcast just put out their um, earnings announcement the, uh, last week? Uh huh. And cable communications capital expenditures decreased three percent from seven point uh, to seven point seven billion. But 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 net neutrality. Yeah. But getting rid of all of these barriers means better uh, investment. Mm-hmm. And and more uh, and better broadband. That's what he said. But that's what they promised. Yeah. They said that they do that. No, they didn't, by the way. They said net neutrality would have zero impact on their investment. <clears throat> but, 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 mm -hmm. my God, I hate Ajit Pai. How long is a, a commissioner's term? Is it just four years or is it six? Uh, I think it's six. I think it's six. FCC commissioner, leadership. Yeah, something tells me it's it's a six-year term, which means that, like, even in 2020, if we have an actual election and get rid of the current administration, Pi gets to stick around for two years. Mm-hmm. 
But the FCC is also supposed to be three hmm. to two in favor of who's ever currently in the executive branch. Oh, didn't they get a fifth commissioner? Yeah, they're finally at a full five. Their site hasn't updated for that yet. Well, there's probably they're probably still out. But no, but that, like that was updated a while ago, wasn't it? That was that was a month ago. I only see four commissioners on their site. Are you checking? Uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm still answering my work email. Andy. <laughs> well, I'm we sorry. That's, it's a live remote, and I, th- I just had to log in and connect the units together. We we can pause the no, show. They're already connected. I'm I'm currently looking at them, saying that they are connected to each other now. So okay. <laughs> it was literally oh. I just had to go in, unclick one checkbox, and then connect the two units. All right. Because sometimes Verizon does not like trying to run a VPN across their uh, cellular networks. Ah. Uh, yeah, that's right, Isaac. You shouldn't run a VPN across a cell network. Verizon won't let you. Which is silly, because you, you should be able I to. I know, it should just be a dumb pipe. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, uh, can we go to, like, a more fun topic? All right. Than the FCC being dumb and, like, lying assholes... Oh, God. Charter and Verizon also? Yes. Charter and Verizon also had lower capital expenditures last year. But, but, but. Mm Mm-hmm. So we lost all the protections, and they're still just screwing with us. Yep. I mean, they're doing it because of 5G, right? Like, their their expenditures are lower because they're trying to get ready to do their 5G stuff. I'm willing to... I'm willing to put dinner down... Although I, I'm not willing to do the research for it. But I'm willing to put dinner down that if you go back and look at their expenditures the year before they released 4G, the year before they released 3G, that those were down as well. Maybe. So the question then is, is it down as much as it would have been with net neutrality in place? And the answer is probably it didn't make any goddamn difference because Ajit Pai is an asshole. Is that, is that domain available? <laughs> Hey, good news. It's available? Uh, well, ajipaisanasshole.com is not. <laughs> That's a, who, who owns that? Uh, I don't know. I can make an offer to them. <clears throat> uh, but ajipaisanasshole.net, ajipaisanasshole.ai, ajipaisanasshole.org. Those are all, those are all totally available. Somebody already has the Reddit username of Ajit Pai as an asshole. Ajit Pai is an asshole dot club. I like that one. That's a good one. Dot club. Yeah. So wait, so what what happens if I go there? Right, owned by Ajit Pai. Uh it is just an ad page. Oh. But it's owned by Parking Crew. <laughs> Arkin Crew, we monetize your domains. I wonder if it was a preventative purchase. Wow. Yeah, they they it is a group that literally just buys domains and then throws ads on them. Wow. That I've just been exposed to an entire market that is a leech on the internet. Well, I don't know what to tell you on that one. Like, I want to send this off to uh, this week tonight, or last week tonight, and say, like, can you investigate this? This seems like 
super shady become part of the domain parking revolution? <laughs> Gotta love the squatters. Hey, hey, domain parking. <laughs> I, so the uh, oh the Switch God. is still doing good. The Switch is doing amazing, which yeah. is great because it is amazing. <clears throat> the president of Nintendo says they are not looking at any sort of price cut because the Nintendo Switch is still on path to sell 20 million units by the end of the fiscal year. I mean, yeah, they're looking at a price cut. They're just not looking at it soon. No, because, hey, they're they're looking at the price cut. This is what the meeting was. So should we start talking about cutting the price of the switch yet? No, let's check back in in five months. OK, that's that's what they're doing for the price cut. Like, come on. Yeah, we are not considering a successor or a price cut at this time. Yeah, both of those are not the full story. Because, like, of course they're considering the successor. They'd be stupid not to be considering the successor. But they, they it's, again, a, like, let's think about this in, in very broad terms and, like, keep a wish list of the things that we want to do or a pool of ideas. They have not committed resources to it. You know what else they have not committed resources to? What? You probably don't know because you don't, you, you aren't quite as into this one as I am. Um, they haven't committed a lot of good resources to Metroid 4. There are four Metroids? Metroid Prime 4. Remember they announced it at E3 like two years ago? And the entire announcement was just the word Metroid Prime and the number four. (laughs) And people went ballistic. Like people were, were screaming and cheering. So the exact opposite of Diablo Mobile. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, Metroid Prime 4 was announced at E3 2017. Um, Again, just by announcement, it was a black screen, and then the word Metroid, and then the word Prime, and then the number 4 outlined in blue. That was it. And people just went crazy, like, oh my god, it's another Metroid game, it's coming back, because Metroid Other M was so terrible, and people were hoping that, like, they just want to forget it. Like, this is the first Metroid game since Metroid 3, uh, because Other M was just so bad. Um, well, it's been, you know, a year and a half, almost two years, and if they're announcing it like that, you, you kind of hope that they had something for it. And Nothing. Nintendo has actually... Hello. Nintendo has actually come out and said, what we have is not good enough. And so they are restarting development. Let that sink in for just a second. It's been going for two years, probably longer. At least. At least two years. And they decided they're done with it, and it's... Not that they're done with it. It's the opposite, that they they want this to work, they want this to be good, and that what they had was not what they wanted. So they are restarting development, and they are pulling in Retro Studios which is the studio that made Metroid Prime 1, 2, and 3. Okay. So that's just like, I'm really excited, and I'm sad that it's going to take even longer because, you know, they have to develop the whole thing. But if I get a Metroid Prime 4, I get a Metroid Prime on the Switch, I'm a happy person. I would love for them to re-release the other Metroid Primes on the Switch. I would pay for that. 
<clears throat> That's a lot of work to just poof. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, imagine a project you were working on for two years. Mm-hmm. And then your boss comes in and says, hey, it's not working. Let's try something else. So speaking now, of... A lot of what they did will probably still make its way forward. Yeah, the, all the you know the back character end. designs and yep, yep, all the character design, all the back end stuff. So, do you want to talk about other video game news? Sure. So, speaking of long term projects, um, Deep Mind had their uh, StarCraft II version out. Okay. Called what was this guy called Alpha Star? Okay. So they had five versions of the AI, showed them a lot of StarCraft II footage, and then had the AIs, you know, fighting each other. DeepMind is is Google? Yeah, that's the Google Go. It was Go, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, So they made, they they gave DeepMind StarCraft II knowledge. Yes. Okay. Um, And? They they threw it against uh, two professional StarCraft players. In two best of five series, Uh-oh. and Alpha Star Uh-oh. wiped the floor with them. Oh God! Really? Mm-hmm. Did they give it like any human limitations? I assume it didn't have perfect knowledge of the game. No. Uh, there was. They did lose. It did lose one game um, because, like I said, there was multiple versions of Alpha Star out there. So it was the uh, the one version that lost was a version that was trained for less time. <clears throat> Uh, and crucially had its view restricted to the typical game view used by human players. So that was the most realistic one. Yes. Uh, the version that had vanquished the pro gamers relied on a zoomed-out view of the entire map, but human players tend to use this less as it's very difficult to perform many of the game's moves in this view because they yeah. don't have computers precise. Right. Yeah. Okay. So when it could see everything... Yes. It it was able to win. Well, I don't think it... I, I'm guessing it still had the fog of war. Yeah. But when it could see, you know, the whole map in one go of what <clears throat> it's new, then yes. Ah, uh, I... I'm okay. I'm okay with it winning if it can zoom out and play from there. I'm waiting for when it has the human view. I mean, it's still impressive and still like, oh shit, but... One of the things of the game, I mean, it's why it lost when it had the human restriction, mm-hmm. right? You yeah. have to be jumping around the screen and knowing where the camera is, is half of the game. Yeah. Yeah. You Not know. losing track of your units. Like, that's huge. How many big StarCraft matches have gone to a surprise attack? Mm-hmm. Where, like, one person just didn't see a couple units moving across the screen. <clears throat> But at the same time, holy shit. <clears throat> oh my god. I, for one, welcome our new... Protoss overlords? Yep. Or Zerg overlords, since it's a Zerg unit. Um, They've got some really cool stuff in this, this article. I'm looking at the DeepMind blog article. <clears throat> including a live prediction of whether it's going to win or lose. Oh, that's a that would be a good thing to see. That would be neat. Here, I have a picture for you. Okay. That is a highly complex... What, this is This is like information overload? Yeah, well, this is this is literally information overload. Like, there's no way that you and I could comprehend the information that it's processing. Yeah. You are talking about, like, millions, if not billions of switches. There's a reason it's called a neural network. 
<clears throat> it's just a lot of stuff. All right, hold on a second. I got to pause this for a second. Okay. Oh, isn't technology wonderful? Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. So, so- I'm I'm going through this article from DeepMind and and looking around, and there's some pretty cool stuff in here. For instance, uh, Alpha Star mm-hmm. has a lower APM than either TLO, Protoss, and Mana. That's actions per minute, right? Yep. It has a lower actions it per had minute. A a significantly lower APM, but the actions are significantly more precise. Right? It it knows exactly where it's going to click. That's true. So APM is kind of an inflated thing because, like, if I click and select a group of units and then I click to move them, that's one APM. Like, it, that's an action. Actually, I think it's two actions. It's the selection and then the movement. But then if I assign them a new movement, that's a third. If I assign them a new movement, that's a fourth. So Which, Yeah, the computer doesn't need that. Alpha Star is just like, I want them here. I want them here. Uh, also, it has a 350 millisecond delay between seeing something happen and then doing that thing, like responding to it. There's some just really, really cool um, graphics and infographics in this. I kind of want to watch the games. Watch a visualization of the entire second game. Yes, please. Oh my god, it's that graphic that I sent you, but it's the entire game. Well, I know what I'm doing after the show. (laughs) You mean um, playing Civ, uh, Civ. with yeah. friends? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that, and maybe having the sun on the side. Okay. <clears throat> so did you uh, did you go out and look at the lunar eclipse at all, or no? I did. I did. I did. It was a lot of uh, a lot of fun. It was really neat. I was very impressed. It was very cold. It's still very cold. Why is it so cold? Because the polar vortex. Oh, that's a thing again. Mm-hmm. It's really cold outside. Did I mention it's cold? Yes. Yes, you did. Okay. Because it's really cold. Um, yeah, I saw the, the lunar eclipse. What about it? Um, did you happen to catch the um, the meteorite hit? I have no idea. I didn't know a meteorite hit the moon. Yeah, I guess during the eclipse. Where is it at here? Yeah, during the, during the, the lunar eclipse. Um, a meteorite hit the moon. I'm scrolling through our different topics, looking for... There it is. I don't think I would have seen that with my, my bare eye. Probably not. That's a very tiny dot. Yeah. Well, that's cool. <laughs> but yeah, so that's... The guy thinks it was a uh, meteorite about the size of a football. But still, it's just like, oh. I just want to point out, a meteorite the size of the football made an impact that was bright enough to be seen from the earth Mm -hmm. that is a big boom huh if i set a nuclear bomb off on the surface of the moon would that be visible from the earth (laughs) i i don't know i mean certainly not during like a full moon because the sun yeah the sun is really bright but yeah no so yeah (laughs) i i i went out uh literally just in the middle of the the night for like yeah five not even five minutes just went out yeah like okay where's the moon where's the moon where's the moon there it is had to go out into the street and see it because that was the one place where there was you know the snow was cleared and i had a shot to and i looked i'm like yep that's a big orange moon yep yep and then i went back inside so there's actually another piece of moon news what's that 
Um, so somebody was started to go through some of the moon rocks brought back by the Apollo astronauts. And one of the moon rocks actually contains a piece of Earth. Okay. They think that the lunar sample 14321, nicknamed Big Bertha, uh, has a piece of Earth that was, I guess, hit into the moon after an asteroid or comet smashed into the Earth, flinging debris into space. Or is this just more support for the, like... Oh, God, what do they call it? Is it the Gaia theory? The Gaia theory? The moon was the result of Earth hitting, like, a really big other almost planet. There was there There were essentially two planets that slammed into each other and became the Earth and moon system. I don't know. Nobody was around to ask. Yep. Well, yeah, (laughs) that's that's true. So if if this is you know an actual piece of Earth, it is four billion to four point one billion years old, which actually is not the oldest thing that we have found. What is uh, a blue zircon Zy- crystal at four point four billion years old? Zircon, blue zircon crystal is four point four billion years old. How do we know? Okay, I don't know how we know this. Scientists tell me <laughs> that this is the oldest object ever. Yeah. That we that we found. Yes. But how could it be that old, Andy? The universe is only like 6,000 years old. Don't make me turn this podcast around. I'd like to see you try. <laughs> like, I am recording the podcast locally, so... You could just reverse the audio. <laughs> That's it. We're turning this podcast around. Uh, okay. Number nine, number nine, number nine. What? The the famous Beatles number nine, where supposedly if you play it backwards, it's Turn Me On, Dead Man. Okay. That's a... <sighs> you and your classic pop culture references that are older than you. Yeah, I've got a lot of them. Yeah, but you don't know the Beatles one, it seems. No, I didn't really listen to the Beatles. Uh, guys at U of M have discovered a new way of printing stuff that's faster than 3d printers or it, it is 3d printing but yes. it's a different material yes and different technique yes cool. which these guys can print uh where <laughs> did it say here they can print like two meters two meters of 3d printed material per hour contrasted to a typical 3d print speed of uh 25 millimeters per hour basically it's this resin that can harden by uv lights and they're able to uh uh systematically harden it in different things because they use two separate lights, one to harden it, one to basically counteract the hardening light. It's weird. Uh. So they can, instead of, you know, building it layer by layer by layer, they just kind of just turn the lights on in different ways and slowly pull the material out of a pool of resin. I thought we've seen things like that before. I haven't. Everything I've seen 3D printing wise is always that layer by layer by layer by layer. No, I know we've covered things before where they they hit some sort of resin with a light, but this is pretty cool, especially, okay, that speed is times six. I was going to say, like, especially if this is real time, holy shit, that's fast. No, it's times six. Yes, but still, printing out two meters of stuff. Yep. Yep. Well, that's neat. Mm Mm-hmm. So do you want to talk about your one topic on here? Uh, I mean, my one topic is pretty small. It's it's just that GameStop uh, oversold... It's Kingdom Hearts PS4 Pros. Oops. 
So they're trying. They they are giving people a twenty five dollar gift card. But, but that's <laughs> still like that's not good. <clears throat> and it's it's like, you know, out next week. <laughs> so these people who thought they had a pre order don't have pre orders. It's pretty sucky. Yes, yes, that would be sucky if I'm sitting there thinking, okay, sweet. I'm guaranteed one of the things is I paid the pre order and then they oversold how do they how do you in today's inventory Market, inventory management? Yes. Um, I mean, I'd have to ask Ian, but if if I had to guess, I'd say that the stores aren't reporting live to a central database, which is the dumbest thing ever. I mean, I can I can go online right now to walmart.com and know exactly how many coffee mug tumblers are available in all of the stores closest to me. And that's why Walmart's stock is $96 per share <laughs> and, and GameStop's Game is 15 I mean, that's not the only reason why, no. but yeah. Walmart got to be where it is because of inventory management. I also love that the line that this isn't the first time such an issue has happened with the company. That sentence has one, two, three, four separate links to previous times where GameStop is oversold pre-orders. Yep. Oi. Oi, oi, oi. <sighs> right, should we hit the uh, hit the mm. randoms? Sure. Okay, because I do believe we're at that point in the recording time. So it is my uh, random review this week, and I would like to review question of the day. This is a skill for your Alexa, so I can... And, and what does it... I, I, I presume it asks you a question every day. Yes. It is pretty much, hey, here's a trivia question. And they're just all over the place. Like, I've had questions asked about, you know, Shakespeare, two questions asked about, you know, film directors, questions about, you know, pop artists, whole gambit of questions. There was even one asking, you know, why is the Jurassic period called the Jurassic period? Why is the Jurassic period called the Jurassic period? Because the uh, the mountains that they were, uh, those t- the fossils in that time period were found were uh, some mountain ranges that were Juris or something like that. Oh, yeah. I did not know that. I did not know that either. So, you know, you activate this thing on your, your Amazon Echo. You just say, hey, you know, activate the question of the day. And then, you know, at some point during the day, you say, hey, ask me the question of the day. And I'll be like, hey, welcome. Here's your question. It's worth this amount of points, which, you know, the higher point value are harder uh, questions. Are harder questions. Granted, the points don't really mean anything. You can just use that, you know, to compare point totals to people. But granted, so it's, you know. It's like, um, whose, whose line, line is it anyway? Right. The points just don't matter. Yes. And, you know, if you get the question right, you get a bonus question. So, you know, it's one question or two questions. Now, they do have a trivia club that you can subscribe to, but it's some ridiculous amounts per month to subscribe to it. And then you can know, then you can join a leaderboard and you can get three extra questions per day. But so it's four questions a day. Yes. Which is just more opportunities for, um, for points. Yes. I'm trying actually trying to find, cause it asked me one day, it's like, Hey, do you want to subscribe to the, uh, trivia club? Uh, so the whole thing's just marketing. Yes. Like, the question of the day is just there to draw you in. I'm trying to figure out how much it is, though, for the trivia club. 
because I can't actually find one. Yeah, it does not tell me how much the trivia club is. <clears throat> but I you know, it's it's a free app if you just do the one question, possibly two questions a day, and it's just, you know it's a fun little skill and it gives you something else to do with your Alexa. You know, we always just do ours during uh during dinner. Cool. So So you and Kate do it together? Yes. And then it's something for Isaac to listen to. Mm-hmm. And learn. Maybe yes. he'll he'll grow up getting an interest in archaeology. Or movies. Or rap music. It's it's literally, we've had questions that run the gambit. So, Is it the same question if someone else gets the app? I don't know, actually, because I don't know anybody else who has the app. Oh, if only you knew someone else who had an Alexa. Yes. <laughs> that you could ask to say, like, hey, you want to play this trivia thing? Because I, I know you like trivia. Well, hey, Dave. <laughs> yes, Sandy? I heard you like trivia. I do. Well, let me tell you, there's this app that you can activate on your Alexa to ask, have her ask you a trivia question once a day. How, how do I activate that? Well, you can ask your Alexa to, I do believe, activate question of the day. Okay. Well, as soon as I get to one of my Alexas, I will do so. Okay. Oh, oh here we go. Okay, trivia club is $1.96 per month for That's prime members. That's a lot. Two forty-five per month for non-members. Like it's not a lot. Yeah, but I don't know if I want to spend the dollar ninety-six for more. Qu- I'm fine with just the, the the questions. So yeah. Oh my god. So we we started by talking about how cold it is outside. Yeah. The predicted wind chill temperature for Madison, Wisconsin, on Wednesday morning. Yeah. Negative sixty-four degrees. Oof. That's Negative like, 60. <laughs> damn. That's like spit and it will turn to ice before it hits the ground. And then go inside and sit by a fireplace because you probably just got frostbite. What is the weather? You're only on? at negative 40. <laughs> That's nothing. Are you looking in Fahrenheit? Yeah. Well, for you, it doesn't matter. Well, no, I'm because I'm looking at I'm looking at the current thing here, and my weather station says that it's only currently negative one in Madison. No, not right now, Andy. Oh, I said Wednesday morning. Oh, God, why is my internet running so slow? Oh, because I still have my VPN connected to work. Hold on. <laughs> Don't need that up and running. No, no. I've got negative twenty three for you on Wednesday. Is that absolute temperature or is that wind chill? I don't know. Because I said Wednesday morning, the predicted wind chill oh. is negative 64 degrees. Gotcha. Well, then, no, it wouldn't actually, if you spit, it Stay wouldn't focused. actually freeze. Only if it's windy. Yes, but no, the wind chill doesn't mean that the temperature would... Um, it means it feels like that. Yes, and it, things will cool down to the current temperature at a rate of when it was if it would be negative 40. Okay, but the current temperature is also going to be like negative 20. Yes, but things will not get colder than negative 20. Andy, how cold does water have to get before it freezes? Uh, below freezing. Okay, and and what's freezing? <laughs> uh, 32 degrees. So negative 20 is more than or less than? It's less than 32 degrees. Okay. And if it's a wind chill of negative 64, it gets down to negative 20 as if it were negative 64. Yes, it it, get, it gets down to a negative 20 at a rate of it technically being negative 60 outside. 
So... Either way, your cup's going to freeze. It's going to get really cold. Yeah. All right. Oh, I have to... Oh, man. I forgot about... <laughs> oh, I have to huh. go pick up a server rack on Tuesday. Have fun. That's going to be cold. That's going to be cold. But yeah, so, sorry, yes, the question of the day app on your Alexa. Okay. I'll I'll put a link in the uh, in the the show links. So, random topic. Random topic yeah. rolled ahead of time. <clears throat> when was the last time you used Whiteout? Um um okay, let me think. Last time I used Whiteout? Whiteout. Uh no, 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 no. No, no. No, no. I would have to put a guess of 11 years ago. Okay. Uh, mine was last week. <laughs> <laughs> this is very different lives we live, Andy. Yeah, because uh, we, we got some new people at work, and so, you know, I have to update, you know, the phone system. Well, our person at the front desk still has one of those giant things there where she can, you know, send anybody to any extension in the building, and we've got, you know, 30, 40 extensions in the building. Um, but there's a little paper grid that goes over there, so you have, like, a little spot where you can, you know, normally you would, you know, put this thing in a printer and, you know, print up a new one with the new names and everything. Well, um, the, the, they don't make those paper things anymore. Oh. So I would either have to copy the current one, and then every single time it manually cut out with an X-Acto knife the, um, the button holes, or we just get a thing of whiteout and white <laughs> put whiteout over the old name and write the new name down. Because I don't want to spend all that time cutting out 32 little rectangles in order to put a piece of paper over that with the names. So, so whiteout. Whiteout it is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? No, I did. I would have used it more recently. That's a fair point. Copying stuff. Uh, so that would have been 2011, eight years ago. Oh, we're moving up in the world. Hey, it's better than 14. <laughs> so was that you were you whited out something on a copy? Yeah, when I was uh, teaching the, the at the high school. Ah, okay. That would make sense. But yeah, no, it's a, a brand new, you know. You know, high-end phone systems and all the database stuff there, and it's like, okay, how do I change the name on your phone? She's like, um, well, we don't have any of the printouts anymore. I'm like, okay, white out it is, because <laughs> I go through that process going, okay, what can I can I print this out? Can I copy? Can I look on? Just print it and then white out. Yep, white out it is. So there you go. Yep. <sighs> well, that's another episode. All right. Yep, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. <laughs>